This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Time for Bacon Sale podcast. Time for Bacon Sale yes. now. Time for Bacon Sale podcast. Time for Bacon Sale now. All together now. Time, Time for, for Bacon Sale podcast. Time for Bacon Sale now. Time for Bacon Sale podcast. Time for Bacon Sale now. Yay! We did it. Well, one of you sang along. <laughs> Zach wasn't sure about the accent. The yet. other one didn't. Uh, hi. Oh, hi, Zach. Hi. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Oh, no. And hi, listener. You know, I hear they have really bad internet in Australia. So hopefully none of them can download this episode. <laughs> hopefully not. But welcome to Baker Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show. Oh. oh. I don't know. I'm going to get the accent already. Oh, yeah, welcome to Baker Sale. Quit oh. ruining what the show's about that we've already showed them in the image <laughs> and the title. Yeah, yeah it could be autoplaying. Our fruit show was our last show. Thank you for listening to that. We wow. had a good time recording I, it. And I craved so, fun. so much fruit afterwards. I can't yes. believe the show that happened. I can't believe the, the response. Thank you once again for my wife for coming on to the show. Seriously. Some people even agreed with her, which is great. Uh, Jonathan Vasker said, absolutely great episode! Exclamation point. And Christy Western, you are right on with fresh grapefruit. I used to only eat them with a pound of powdered sugar till a friend bought some for me at Christmas, and they were so good. So you have to have specific ones. Uh, Nicole D. Hale nope. says, I know I'm odd, but I love eating lemon anything, including lemons themselves. Really? People eat lemons. Apparently yeah. so. I love anything sour and lemons just give me that joy. Then Stephen Ross says, who would have thought a fruit show could be so funny? Well done, Babs. <laughs> I agree. It was quite entertaining. I love what Abe Yosby said as well. He said, just like the new Top Gun movie, this episode was so much better than it deserved to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Nice. Yeah, we really do appreciate getting your feedback. And uh, yeah, we, we've done some, we're, we've done a video on uh, Patreon as well. Yeah. You'll, you'll see a video of us eating fruit. Yeah. So. And Joel, how does it feel to be the villain for an episode? Uh, there were some disagreements on your part, Joel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, there were some people. Some emotion. People said, you know, you need to tone down about how much you hate pineapple. And I'm like, I just barely get no, I believe, a glimpse. I believe <laughs> that was a pineapple. fraction. That was a, just lifting the Tupperware lid. I think people said that you're the worst with the palate of a six-year-old. But, you know. Yes, it's, they it's, did. It's, it's mean. Fine. Your wife said that to me repeatedly. <laughs> you know. After the show. it's <laughs> She feels bad a little bit, I'm sure. No, it's really interesting how hyperbolic uh, the listener can become. <laughs> uh, never change. I love you all. Yeah, true. Even when you hate me. It's what we do on the show. I love you. Yeah. So we have an upgraded patron to announce Ooh. from tier two. To tier one, it's Angela Plotz. Angela Plotz, thank oh, you. Oh, do we snap now? We snap for do that. We snap. Uh, yes, yeah, so she's now a tier one patron. She's going to get behind <laughs> like a, the a lazy snap of behind doing. the bacon posts where she can see kind of like notes and yep. uh, image versions. Kent does a bunch of different image versions. Right. Post those on there as well. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you may not. You, you see a little bit how the sausage was made or how the fruit sausage. How bacon. the sausage it's, is made. It's the shows about bacon, Joel. Yes. How the bacon is sat on. What? What's flat? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We come from a land down under. Talking about Australia. Was that kung fu fighting? <laughs> <laughs> Fair dinkum. Fair, yes. yes. Okay. We're talking about first, Australia. Before we go, I would like to apologize to the 42 monthly listeners that we have from Australia. <laughs> now, we've talked about we Canada. 42? Yeah, 42. Wow. We talked about Canada last year. We did. Back was, in July of 2021, uh, episode 313, Canadian Bacon Sale. It was a very fun show, 
But since we've done that show, we've lost some Canadian listeners. <laughs> so now Australia is now our second target. In, in the past couple of months, Australia has taken that place. So with 42, followed by the Isle of Man. Oh, our Isle of Man show is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. You guys did every state in the United States at some point. We did. Yeah. So did we lose all the votes then? Or all the oh, Vermont's still not listening. Then? So but yeah. we, do, uh, we, we do this where we, we tried it last time and it was fun. We're going to try it again where we talk about kind of a country in a pop culture sense. Yeah. And hopefully we're not going to offend too many people with our terrible accents and terrible takes. But one of us at this table has actually been and lived in Australia. Oh, hey. Zach? Hey. Oh, not Zach. It, no. Guys, it's me. It's oh, me. Oh, it's Kent Dunny. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey. Ah. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, because usually we talk about our experience with uh, the topic that we're talking about. Yes. And granted, it's been 20 years for me, but I did spend an LDS mission for two years down in Australia mm-hmm. in Perth, Australia. Perth. That's over on the western side, right? Yeah, which no one oh, really knows so about sorry. because it's by itself mm-hmm. kind of tucked away. And if you think about it, it's L.A. to everywhere else is on the east coast. Mm. And that's as far. I mean, so the east coast of Australia is like the, the east, east coast, coast of, of America. Oh. Granted, there's maybe which is man, I should probably have the numbers, west coast. but we're under 30 million people in Australia compared to how many people we have here in the States. But most of Australia is the outback. It's just never, never desert. Yeah, it's crazy. Like if you look at a map, a topographical map, mm-hmm. it's like you get kind of this green line around the edge and then yeah. just like yellow and white on the beautiful other side. beaches and then sand all in the middle. Shouldn't sand be on the beaches? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you lived there. You lived among the people. You lived among mm-hmm. the culture. You tried the food. You listened to the music. Yeah. You uh, got along with every Australian you met there. Oh, sure. <laughs> They're all so nice. <laughs> I actually love their sense of humor. Like, I think we need a few more is, Australian is Australia listeners. Is the opposite of Canada? Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I'm not saying they're straight up mean, though I've heard that said about them many times before. I've been told not to call their humor dry. And because, you just did. Yeah. No, it, it's it's more like if they're willing, it's the kid because they care. If they're willing to take the mickey out of you, I'll say it in a very family-friendly way. Like the drug? Yeah, uh, that's, no, that's the a, monkey actually. That, that's okay. a that's a way of of giving them a hard time. Yes, uh, yes, giving you a hard time. They're doing that because your friends. I actually was reading on a website and it was talking about a very specific swear word and it says if they call you this and they're not angry, it means you're friends with them. Yes, and I was like, what? Yeah, that's so confusing. And if they're angry, they probably just won't even talk to you, hmm. or they'll give you the peace sign but backwards. Which it's is a bad fine. Thing there, it's fine. It's called the forks. Okay. Yeah, I'm always very leery when people give that that sign. I'm like. What do you what do you mean? <laughs> Did you know the real meaning? Yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say what were some of the biggest culture shocks to you when you went down there? It's a very relaxed lifestyle down there. Like there's a lot of surfers, like a California, kind of Southern California lifestyle. A lot of Californians, but they're not trying to compete with each other. It's not very like plastic how we kind of picture California. Mm-hmm. But I think that people could be confused for Californians, like just a lot of like blonde surfers, for example. Mm. But even like a lot of like laborers, a lot of people just like to hang out on the back porch and drink a tinny, right? A tinny. A tinny. Is that a or, tin uh, can a, of... a stubby. Uh, is that... uh, yeah, it's beer, right? Okay. Yes. And so Whether it comes in a can or a bottle. Is that what that means? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they just want to, they want to relax. They want to just keep to themselves. They want to make their snide remarks about other people and they do it out of love. But yeah, the, the biggest thing was the the people said, to each their own, you know, leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Okay. Which granted, I was there for religious reasons, so that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But no, I, I really, I grew to love the people down there. They're very attractive people, I'll say. And that mm. took me a little bit. And that may be kind of a, a focus 
of the I've show. I've seen your picture well. with you by the most attractive Australian you ever met. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. No big deal. Is that on Patreon? <laughs> I will. Yeah, actually, but yeah, it would be the people because the lifestyle is not that much different. Sports are huge there. Yeah, where I mean they they're here too, but. People get very into it, but it's not like soccer exactly. It's footy, which is AFL, and that's their version. It's Australian rules football. Rugby is really big too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, people get really into it. And the animals. How come? How close did you come to dying while there? At least four times. Like legit at least four times. I got bit by a spider. Do you want me to tell these stories now or save them for... Well, I mean, if there's a section for it, because we have categories we're going to talk about. But I'll bit. save it. I've seen some horrible spider webs, uh, trees covered in spider webs. Uh, with no leaves, but it was just spider webs that I'll never forget that still haunt my nightmares. Right. I've been bit by a spider that was horrible. There was a tiger snake that we may or may not not talk about that went right past me. And if it bit me, I would have died. Ooh. And yeah, it's my own idiocy that got me into those situations. And then you got abducted by aliens there too, right? Yes, but that's the weirdest story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not yes, but still. You some mul- a flash of light, some multiverse thing happened We've in Australia. About it before, but yeah. <laughs> no, it was a crazy time. And uh, I still haven't been back. It's been 20 years. And I would, I would love to go back. It's very expensive for any of us here to go. Mm-hmm. So you have to wait for deals. But I'm going strictly for the beaches, which I never really got to take part in. So that makes sense. Yeah. So we do have, I was going to say, we can get right to it. We do have 16 categories. Mm-hmm. Why 16? In honor of the six states, three internal territories, and seven external territories of Australia. Uh, okay. Can, can you name the six states of Australia? Yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. Without looking at notes. Yep. So I was in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a, a state. Yeah, Western it's Australia. A sta- it's like half of the country, actually. Wow. And the western so, side. The western side, but really it's just Perth right there. There's New South Wales. Mm-hmm. There is Queensland. Yep. Victoria. Yep. Have I got four so far? Yep. Northern Territory is a territory. It's not quite a state, right? Right. There is the Southern Territory, mm. Southern mm. South Australia. There you go. And Tasmania. Yep. There you okay. go. But Northern Territory is not a state. Is yeah, that that's what we're like a, the middle chunk, middle top chunk of Australia isn't a state. It's yeah. a territory. For, yes. Why? Why yeah. is that not a state when everything else around it is? It's a little bit strange. But yes. Uh, so you named the, the six states, New South, New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria, Western Australia. Yeah. Three internal territories, Australian Capital Territory, Jervis Bay Territory, Northern Territory, and they also have six external territories, which are, uh, I mean, there's some weird names here, but I mean, it's, it's Australia, it's, but it's like uh, Ashmore and Cartier Islands, Australian and Arctic Territory, Christmas Island, Cocos, Keeling Islands, Coral Sea Islands, Heard Islands and McDonald's Islands, Norfolk Islands. So they got a lot of islands. And by the way, all those names are probably shortened in some way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't say any of them right. So we have these 16 categories we're going jumping through, similar to the Canada show. Some are, they're all going to be pop culture related in one way or another. But let's uh, let's jump into it, shall we, gentlemen? All right, we're going to talk about something that is, I think, most people's uh, connection to Australia. Something that's proven to be authentic year <laughs> after year. Um, what item belongs on the outback menu? <laughs> Can I just say mind. this? I grew up loving the Awesome Blossom, mm. the Baby Back Ribs. Yep. They have a blue cheese chop salad that is delicious. Ew. None of it is Australian whatsoever. Not even the a The owners had never been to Australia. Then why do they call it Outback? Because they were cashing in on this weird 90s pop culture thing. Paul Hogan. Ten years after the fact? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it worked for the chain that's still kind of around. It's pretty good. I no, like Outback. I, I enjoy like it too. Alice Springs chicken. Come oh, on. yeah. Oh, Come yeah. On. It has the name Alice Springs in it. <laughs> so what What are you even doing here? So I, I have to say right now, yeah. I'm not officially playing. 
I'm sorry. You're pulling it, a Jacob, we to, say. To make up for this. You bogan. I will give you a fun fact about Australia every time it's my turn. Okay. Okay. We'll but what, 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 what was your angle here? Are you saying like this is an item that should be there? Something that belongs on the okay. menu. Something that is Australian that belongs yeah. on the Outback So menu. it actually had something Australian on it. Yes. Okay. Joel, what do you think? Kent, did you ever try fairy bread? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> so, it's so made up. I, well, okay. So here's what fairy bread is. If you don't know, it is a thin slice of like white wonder bread. Yes. With a little bit of margarine. I've heard that margarine you should do, not butter. Margarine. Well, they don't usually do butter. It's just margarine. It's yeah. margarine. And then covered with hundreds and thousands, which I was like, what the heck is hundreds and thousands? Sprinkles. It's the, the little ball sprinkles. Like it's not yeah. the little long sprinkles. It's the little ball sprinkles. It's not funfetti yeah. or anything like that. So they, they and then they cut it in triangles. Uh-huh. This is a piece of bread with margarine and sprinkles. It's something to appease your children and they act like they're eating something sweet. They said that it's like uh, it's often served at children's yes. parties. But the thing, I, I mean, honorable mention of Tim Tams here. I think Tim Tams would be fine. Mercy. On, on there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I just love the idea of getting like this nice, beautiful steak, some <laughs> steamed vegetables, and then a piece of fairy bread next to it. Because it is the most random thing. Because th- they were saying how much Australians love it. Do they actually love it, Ken? Do they actually eat it and enjoy it? Yeah, because it's a national pastime. But there's no there flavor There are far better there. treats there. But yeah, people will have them at like these get-togethers and whatnot. They just and when I say when I sprinkle, I'm not talking bread. about like you know we have a a cu- like a, a donut with little, yeah. little sprinkles on it. Look, they cover the yes. bread. It is covered in sprinkles. I'm not saying anyone's proud when they get to a barbecue and they're like, I brought the fairy bread and they have a platter <laughs> of sliced bread with sprinkles, but it's available. Ah, well, it's I'd, cheap and it's available, and I would love to order that at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I'll have the Alice Springs chicken and some fairy bread, please. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call kiwi on that one. It's a little kiwi on yeah. there. Yeah, uh, my New Zealand and Australian kind of merge into each other. Yeah. Oh, don't let them hear that. See, like, my bad Australian accent is I was told it was because uh, I'd always have kids come up. Right, as yeah. missionaries, you're you know you ride around and they go, "Hey, do you have any um, big red?" Because they love cinnamon anything. Sure. Or or cherry coke or whatever. They, do you have any of this? And I'm like, no. They'd be like, "Hey, say something stupid." And by the way, this is a huge tangent. But they'd be like, "I'm like, what do you want me to say?" They say strike a light you know and they'd be like say strike a light and i'd be like strike a light mate and they'd be like you sound like a bloody palm which is a prisoner of her majesty and it's someone from england what why is it prisoner of her majesty Uh, because anyone that still lives under the majesty's rule is a prisoner of her majesty and they still speak kind of english English? yes yes or at least my accent sounded so fake that i sound like a british accent okay and that was my go-to anyways i'm glad you brought up sliced bread because mine is a national delight. It's a sausage sizzle. A sausage sizzle what? is a basically kind of a bratwurst, like a thick sausage. And it's wrapped in grilled onions and a slice of bread with either, and Joel, you'd like this, ketchup or barbecue sauce. I'm down it with it. It literally well, is... You said grilled onions, sausage, and... and like, like a thick like sausage. A sauce. And just you put it right in a slice of bread. Uh-huh. And you just kind of fold it up and eat it. That sounds good. So and, like a hot dog? It's a hot dog, but like, and you can do buns if you want, but it, it's a sausage, always a sausage. And this is actually just kind of a, uh, a unifying treat or not even a treat, but like they have this at elections now to get people to go. They have this at fundraisers to get people to come. And then there's and a fairy bread, of course. Yeah, oh, of course. But there's like a Home Depot type store called Bunnings. And they're actually nationally famous down there where basically every Saturday they say, hey, come down at nine in the morning for a, a sausage sizzle. 
and people will show up and, and shop there because they showed up for free food. Joel, this would be your go-to. I think you would love the sausage. I really sizzle. want to try this. And now. it's so basic. I can make now, when you. Now we say sausage. We're talking like breakfast sausage. No, I'm talking like a bratwurst. Oh, okay. It's bratwurst quality, and you could find this at any barbecue, or any get together. I'm down. And it's, this sounds great. We can make it right Put now. Put it on the outback menu. Yeah, and and this is probably the one time I'm okay with ketchup. But you don't like ketchup in general. I think it's, you didn't like it's it fine. Eggs. It's fine. It's my go-to condiment. I, I know it is. But yeah, sausage sizzle is well loved down there. Okay. Nice. Hey guys. Australia is the oldest, flattest, and driest inhabited continent in the world. How is it the oldest? Uh, Wasn't the Earth basically formed at the, the same? Oldest, the oldest current ongoing civilization is the Aboriginals. Really? Yes. Let me no, say that again. Aboriginals. Okay. <laughs> Aboriginals. Aboriginals. Uh-huh. Well, I would guess the Middle East area. No. So Next up, we, we did mention that this was going to be a pop culture... Uh, kind of view. Yes. So I want to hear the best movie set in Australia, parentheses, besides Crocodile Dundee, of course. <laughs> of Joel course. wrote that. Obviously. I mean, we were all going to pick it, right? Uh, yeah. Because that's not a movie. This, this is a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> Does that take place in Australia or is it kind of like half and half? Uh, well, I know Crocodile Dundee. part LA. Crocodile right? Dundee 2 takes place mostly in Australia. Crocodile Dundee 1 takes place mostly in LA, but there uh, is Australia in both yeah. movies. Uh, great. All right. Kent, uh, how about you start this one? I have an honorable mention as well. The That's honorable fine. mention is called The Castle. This was released in 1997. Oh, with Nathan Fillion. No, that is just Castle. Ah. Yeah. No, The Castle, uh, synopsis real quick, a working class family from Melbourne fights City Hall after being told they must vacate their beloved family home to allow for infrastructural expansion. Basically, they're building an airport and they're being told to leave their house. And this really depicts a typical, at the time, middle class Australian family. And it's it's hilarious. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just funny for everyone there and for me who's been there, but it's a genuinely funny movie. Yeah, but the movie the I chose... I had to go here, is Mad Max Fury Road from 2015. Yeah. Which was filmed in Z Nambia. Nambia? Zambia? Mm -hmm. One of those? One <laughs> of the Ambias. Wow. No, it's, in, it's filmed in Africa. <laughs> and we, we know all about the Mad Max series. And yeah. it kind of leaves the, the story, uh, the environment of Australia, but it's still, still probably in Australia. Yeah. Right? The first one is definitely Australian. Second one, third one, both in Australia. Yeah. And then Thunderdome kind of just leaves it vague. Fury Road doesn't even mention it other no. than it's a desert wasteland. I'm just saying this is still Australia. Yeah. And like, I really enjoy the castle, but Fury Road is a phenomenal movie. It's outstanding. Yes. Yeah. Joel? So the best movie set in Australia, besides Crocodile Dundee, of course. Of course. Is, of course, Crocodile Dundee 2. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't yeah. pick that. I didn't pick that. I don't know why I'm doing the accent again. <laughs> it's just going to happen. But I didn't pick that. I could have also picked Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, set, yeah. set in Australia. I could have picked the Mad Max franchise, of course. Sure. I could have picked The Man from Snowy River, or Quickly Down Under, or The Qu Rescue is Down Under, or Young Einstein, but I did not. What'd the, you pick? The movie I chose. Yeah. I wonder if you guys know an address. And if you know any address in Australia, what P. do you Sherman know? Sherman 42 Wallaby Way. Boom. I picked Finding Nemo wow. as right. my All best right. movie set in Australia. Now, granted, it's in the oceans of Australia most of the time. But it's one of those movies that I don't think a lot of people realize it's set in Australia. Mm -hmm. Like you hear, you know, Wallaby Way. P. Sherman, what is it? 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that and it's like, oh, yeah, this is in Australia. And then you get, uh, oh, what's his name? Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. In his native Australian accent. Surprising. Which, you know, Captain Barboza, you don't think of him as Australian until you see him, until you hear him in uh, Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is was the second highest grossing of 2003, just what below Return did, of the who King. Who does he play? 
Where Jeffrey Rush? Yeah. He's the uh, Pelican. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. That's Captain Barbosa. Yep. Uh, and it was actually, it was nominated for the three Academy Awards and won Best Animated Feature. And it was the first Pixar movie to win Best Animated Feature because the two years before, it was Shrek and Spirited Away that won. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Mine was nominated for like 10 Academy Awards. And this is the best selling DVD title of all time. Oh, still? Finding Nemo. Stop it. I'm. I'm assuming so, because who buys DVDs anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's true. This was like in there. But yeah, uh, if you don't know Finding Nemo, it is like set in the Great Barrier Reef, mm-hmm. which is part of Australia. And they go to, to Sydney. And there are some people that have Australian accents. Most of the human characters have it. Yeah. And only one animal character does, because I don't think Albert Brooks or Ellen DeGeneres could do an Australian accent convincingly. Huh. <laughs> or Willem Dafoe, but that would just be creepy. I would have picked Quickly Down Under. I haven't seen just, it in so long, I could not I, pick it. I love it. I need to watch that one. I know, but the heart choice is Mad Snowy River, though. I need to watch that again, too. Both of those are in my queue of like, I need to watch those again. Your wife would love you if you watch that movie. Oh, Mad Snowy River? Yeah. Because he's he's a handsome bloke. Well, because it's just a nice movie. It is. Yeah. I watched that one and then I watched Return to Snowy River, too, back in the day. But I don't remember anything about him. I actually once ever again. One of my first experiences with Australian film was a a movie called A Picnic at Hanging Rock. Yeah. Watched it in film class. Yep. Did not like it. Mm -hmm. Kind of a a soul drainer Mm -hmm. uh, and really bizarre, but. And I was like, this is Australian cinema. And then I watched all these other movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like all those. So. Shout out to The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Hey, g- hey mates. <laughs> Austra- <laughs> Australia has the longest fence in the world. The dingo fence was built in the 1880s to keep dingo away from our, the precious sheep. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's over 5,000 kilometers long. How many miles is that? That's a lot of miles. A lot You're of not going to convert it for us? It's a lot of Let's miles say 3, long. That's hey, Siri, how many is 5,000? Oh, she says a lot. Oh, because <laughs> you didn't give it units. You just said numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about movies. Let's move to TV. What is the best contribution to television to come from Australia? Joel? Uh, ready? Here you go. Wait, 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 wait for it. Mom! Yes, I'm playing this entire theme song. Dad! Dad! Uh, because this is the theme song to Bluey. Blind Spot. What? Bingo! Yeah. Bingo! Everyone's dancing now, and then Bluey's going to spin around in circular. Bluey! We, we, yeah, that so, wait. this over the Wiggles? I never watched the Wiggles, <gasps> but I have watched so many episodes of Bluey, and it is... Okay, if you don't know Bluey, it is an Australian preschool animated television series. So, this is... For young children. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And yet, uh, three seasons. Do <laughs> you love it, Zach? Three seasons, 130 episodes. Wow. Highly, highly entertaining. No, it's it's not. I mean, yes, it's for preschool children, but it's absolutely built for the parents to watch with. With their kids. 100%. You can stand There's two. The, the, the moments with the parents are too funny. They are very funny. Uh, huh. Each episode is like seven minutes long. These are little vignettes. And it's like, it, it's all about, uh, what, what did he say? There's a, there's a thing here. He says, the central theme of the series is the influence of a supportive family and using your imagination. Because every episode is like them playing a game or playing pretend and learning a little lesson. But the mom and the dad are so funny together and they interact so well with each other. And uh, the kids are, their little voices are so cute. And here's the interesting thing, too, is like the mom and the dad are both listed as kind of like, you know, these are the actors that are doing the voice work. But the kids, they just say that they're the children of the production crew. They kind of don't oh, really okay. say who they are. Bluey and Bingo are the kids, and they are kind of just these hyper little girls and just uh, yeah. really funny. Bluey is the second time in my life where I've, I, I've assumed the gender of a blue dog. 
<laughs> I thought that Blue from Blue's Clues was a boy, girl. Uh, I thought oh, that Blue was, was, was twice a, in your life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, and this came out in 2018, but because of Disney Plus putting it on there, so it's on Disney Plus, you can watch all the episodes okay. there. Maybe I will now. Because of that, it's had this resurgence where it's been like a TikTok beams do it all the time yeah. now. They'll, they'll use the music or, or do a joke from it. And then people are talking about it more online. Like we, when we did just recently a teaser where we talked about, you know, a show that you may not it's not intended for you. It's for the Gilmore Girls teams. Yeah. People, a bunch of people were saying Bluey because parents enjoy it. Well, like I just watched an episode the other day with my three and a half year old stepdaughter and the, the whole episode was about how the dad was trying really hard not to be mean, ask, like telling his kids to get out of the bath. Yeah. It, like you telling me that's for kids? And that was absolutely totally for me. And I was like, I've been there. Well, you guy, try to ask nicely and it doesn't work. The guy that created it, Joe Brum, he did say like, this is based on my experience as a parent. And you can totally see that in that. I mean, the, the parents are the parents are abnormally awesome. Like my, my kids have told me I'm not as fun as Bandit, oh. the dad. And I'm like, that's because he plays all the time. That's because he allows himself You're to like, play the freeze game. I'm tired when he, he has, has two kids, when he has to take the kids to school and they're late. Uh, but my kids watching this, they, they picked up on words like wheelie bin and uh, dunny and cheeky and yeah. tea towel and take a wee. Like these are all things that they kind of <laughs> throw out in casual conversation now. And it cracks me up. But I also have a hard time with the show because it's about blue healers. Yeah. Uh, that's what the, the, the dogs are blue healers. Love those dogs. And literally my next door neighbor has blue healers and they are the worst stupid dogs ever. Hey. I love dogs. Can't you know I love dogs? Yeah. These are the worst dogs ever. Your neighbor's blue healers are the one worst. Of them, and one of them is named Bandit too. But and I hate that, so it, it kind of uh, has a hate love hate relationship. Zach, I grew up with an Australian Shepherd. Its name was Blue. It was a boy. Oh, so just to let you know, thank you're fine. you, somebody in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I need a male blue dog. It does. They don't need to be. I just I, I assume it's that's on me. Yeah. All right. Well, my joke choice is H two O. Just add water. Oh no! Oh no! Emma! Emma! Clear! <laughs> Where literally any water, like they'll drink a Sprite and they'll turn into mermaids. It's, it's, a, it's worst a show time. about mermaids. And if they get at all, like Splash, uh, the movie. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. about if she got a lot of water on her, then she would <laughs> Zach, turn into a mermaid. No. Oh, just look up clips of, you haven't oh, seen, no, clear. You haven't seen like the, the, the there's a whole TikTok. It, uh, it's about teenage it. girls uh, and they're just trying to be popular and they go to a party and someone does a cannonball in the pool and splashes them and they all lay down and start turning into mermaids yes. in front of, and they have to like they have to, hide they're the hiding they're the secret. And so if they get wet, they have to hurry and hide. <laughs> We're spending way too much time on a joke choice. Oh, no. though. <laughs> so my, wow. Yeah. My actual choice. Yeah. Luca basically. Yeah. Yeah. So my actual choice is, I don't think you guys have heard of it, but it's called Kath and Kim. They did an American remake here with Selma Blair a couple of years yeah. ago, and it didn't work out at all. This one ran from 2002 to 2007. It's this currently... An actual Australian show. Actual Australian show. It's currently on Netflix right now. Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim. And I don't have a synopsis, but it's basically this, this mom and her daughter, and they're both older. And it's uh, sketch comedians. Uh, it's Gina Riley and Jane Turner, sketch oh. comedians who came up with this show. Yeah. I, thought, I think I've seen this. Have Although you? I thought it was British. It's Australian. It's Australian. It is very regular Australian life where they're almost kind of trashy, but I wouldn't call Mike trash. They're just kind of a suburban family. Oh, but, is it, this is the one I was thinking of. Okay. I was thinking of another one, but yeah. I do want people to check this out. It's 20 minute episodes. Like really, this is like the office for Australia because it just nails that kind of suburban life. It's really funny. Once again, I don't know if it's just really funny for the people who grew up there and I can, you know, a lot of things they say, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that slang. 
I don't know if people here would love it, but I think people need to give it a try. Maybe an episode. Okay. Because it's totally sitcom-y, like, but like the neighbor will come over and it's like your typical almost 90s sitcom, but the neighbor is the best part of the show. Like it just feels very sitcom-y, but is hilarious. Okay. So Kath and Kim. Um, I'll look it up. There's a correct answer here, but you guys are using it for something else, right? This is for my wife. I just want to shout out uh, Simon Baker. Featured on The, the Mentalist. Mentalist. He's the best contribution <laughs> to television. Her favorite Stay show tuned. on HBO Max. Stay tuned for scenes from the next episode. I mean, who knew? Who knew he's Australian? There's a lot of sneaky Australians. We'll get to that. Yes, we will. Hey, remember how this is, there's a big fence in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Protecting, the longest fence in the Protecting world, yeah. the sheep. How long is it in miles? <laughs> it's 5,000. 2,500, 6,000 miles. <laughs> um, you know why it's protecting the sheep? Because there's, there's a lot of sheep. Uh, for true. every one person in Australia, there's six sheep. New wow. Zealand's even more. Even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, based on the history of Australia, this is an appropriate one. Um, this is your, I'd like to banish it to an island prison. Now, <laughs> feels mean? Well, because I was going to say until like 1782, until like 72, like, like I don't have the fact right in front of me here. Yeah. Until 1782, English convicts were transported to America. However, after the War of Independence ended, America said, nope, we're not taking them anymore. So England had to find somewhere else to send their prisoners, and they sent them to New South Wales Yep, in Australia. Yep. So it became kind of the island uh, for uh, criminals. That was like my only joke and comeback when I'd get made fun of by the Aussies. Mm-hmm. Is I'd be like, oh, this is a prison. It's a prison country. Not really knowing the history of my own country. <laughs> so, Well, about 20% of Australians are descendants of convicts. Yeah. Including prominent it citizens. It totally makes sense. Yeah. There was that Alfred Hitchcock movie that we watched under yep. Capricorn. Mm-hmm. It was all about that, like yep. status of money and if you came from a convict family or not. But so, and when we say it... Like Spanish it to an island prison. It could be a person, place, or thing. Yeah, like it could be Rebel Wilson, but uh, we're, I'm not going to say Rebel Wilson, Joel, unless you have Rebel Wilson. Can't, how dare you? She already lives there. <laughs> Why right? would you banish her there? That's so mean. She I came didn't, from there. I didn't, oh, I didn't you didn't say that. Okay, okay. What do you I said I could say that, but I said flies. The flies. And granted, they are already banished to the island prison, but if they ever find a way out. Wait, you're saying house flies? I am saying bush flies. And yes, house flies. Because they look... We have those here. They are not the same. And every Australian would tell you. In fact, there's this thing called the Aussie salute. And it's just waving your hand in front of your face. Because the flies are so persistent there. Hmm. They are demonic. <laughs> and, and no, I'm not even like overstating it all. So these females... You're not, you're not overstating by saying they're demonic. No, no, 100%. So they're, they're possessed called, by demons. They're possessed <laughs> by demons. And I'll tell you why. Because these female bushflies want your saliva, blood, mucus, and tears. And Joel, no joke, I'd walk around... Why do you say tears and point at me? Are you saying I cry <laughs> a lot? Tears. <laughs> yeah, Joel, they would feast on oh. you in any movie. So I remember walking, and granted, it's really hot, especially in Western Australia, and the flies, during the summer, you probably have about 40 to 50 on you at all you. times. And I'm not talking like kind of buzzing around you or hanging on your shirt. I'm talking sucking the juice from your eye, ah. in your nose, stop, ear, wherever... They can. They'll come back. And if you wish, no, are they, if you wish them away, they bite like horse flies. Like hurt? No, they actually don't bite. They suck. Ew. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. So imagine opening. It's like, oh, it's a really hot day. Imagine opening a bottle of water mm-hmm. and putting it to your mouth. Right mm-hmm. here, you'd be like, totally fine. No joke. And this happened many times. Putting a bottle to your mouth. If you open your mouth up for that long, three flies are in your mouth. Ew. In your mouth. Gross. And so these flies. It, this 
they actually want your protein and this is how they harvest their eggs. It's all bad. These are literally demonic creatures from Satan himself. <laughs> like they are, I, I mean, they're almost the worst creature in But when in you say Australia. banishment to island prison, you mean like they're already on They're Australia. already on there, but this is the thing that anyone who visits there or whatnot will be happy that they leave this behind. And it's everywhere. It's not just in Perth. Uh, yeah, they're, they're everywhere, but definitely in hot climates. And it was very dry in Perth. Okay. So, yeah, okay. the flies. Joel? I chose Melanie Elizabeth Bounds, otherwise known as Rebel Wilson. Oh! Oh. Banish Rebel Wilson! You were giving me some. I was, yeah. I was. She was, by the way, uh, she was born the 2nd of March, 1980 in Sydney, New South Wales. And she stated things like she's uh, her great aunt was married to Walt Disney. And that she, while she was being an ambassador in South Africa, that she contacted malaria and had a hallucination where he saw herself winning an Oscar, <laughs> which led her to pursuing an acting career. Oh, no. But also, in May 2015, Australian magazine Women's Day published a story claiming that she'd been misleading about her birth name, age, and upbringing, yeah. saying she made all this up. So she sued. And she was awarded $4.5 million Australian dollars in damages. But how, then, how many is that in kilometers? Uh, it's 5,000. <laughs> but then they countersued back, or they, they appealed the damages, and they ended up dropping it to 600,000. Okay. So she had to pay them back 4 million. Like it was, it's just been weird how this has gone back and forth in the last little bit. But honestly, look, Rebel Wilson did her fat Amy shtick for a while. And apparently yeah. she was, uh, I want to say Fat Mandy on another TV show as well that she was on. Like it's kind of that was her shtick she mm. did for a long time, saying that she's just like you know I'm large, so I'm gonna make jokes about myself, and that's gonna be my thing. Yeah, it got old real quick. Sure, and then she lost a lot of weight and was promoting a more healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. and she's still not funny. It's still the shtick is not working. Right. So I'm like, you know what? You gave it a shot. You're good. Go back to Australia. Stay on the island prison <laughs> because I don't think we need any more Rebel Wilson movies. Please no. Speaking of island prisons. You know, the first police force was made up of only the most well-behaved convicts. Really? That's good to know. The best of the best, coppers. That's right. Yep. Next up, we have our best Australian invention. I was actually very surprised by how many things can be traced back to Australia. I'm very thankful for Australia after this research. Yeah. I could have mentioned the refrigerator, the electric drill, the boomerang, the Wi-Fi, hearing the aids. boomerang. It's awesome. Bat my, Batman when is you're thankful. Eight years old. When I made one in shop class in junior high, it was awesome. And it didn't work? Uh, it did. It landed on the ceiling, and I had to get the janitor to get it off. <laughs> but when I think of Best Australian Invention, the one that kind of struck me is like, wow, thank you, Australia. It was the feature film. Because the, fir the, the, the term feature what? film, meaning the, the main film presented in a cinema and the one that's like promoted or advertised like a feature-length film, the world's first feature-length film is the story of the Kelly Gang, which was just over an hour and premiered in Melbourne's, oh, I'm not going to say that right, Athenaeum Hall on the 26th of December, 1906. Wow. First feature film, the story of Ned Kelly. Sadly, most of the film has been destroyed or lost. Only about 17 minutes of the film are still around today, which you can find online. It's a silent film about the, the bandit Ned Kelly. Yeah. And the funny thing is it's, it's a silent movie, which is usually accompanied by piano and things like mm -hmm. that. But when they showed this film in Melbourne, 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 uh, when they showed it there, they used uh, coconut shells for the horses and blanks for the gunshots. <laughs> they were literally shooting off blanks in the theater for this movie. 
So thank you, Australia, for feature film, because without it, I don't think Bacon Cell would exist. We would not exist. We'd be, wow. just, we'd be doing a show about fruits and, and countries, <laughs> you know, <laughs> random stuff like wow. that. <laughs> we'd be a little more unique. A little bit. So, Joel, like you said, there are so many amazing inventions. And just to name a few, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Whoa. Google Maps. Yep. The ultrasound. Yeah. Which is creepy. But, I mean, I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Sometimes the images in, in oh, ultrasound yeah, 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 or, you know, it's, yeah, uh, aliens it can be. and stuff like that. But you already mentioned this. One of the best inventions of all time is the fridge. Yes. The fridge. So is uh, James Harrison is a Scottish-born Australian and got the patent of vapor compression refrigeration in 1855. Uh, the method is still used in fridges today. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder from down under with my oh, list. Mm, that's all notes. Oh, oh, is it? <laughs> that's not what they say there? Thunder down under? Uh, Foster's. No, no, stop that. The fridge, and this is not a shocker, but was built and made to keep beer cool. <laughs> Like this is so Australian. And when we say fridge, like there were ice boxes yeah. before this, but they uh, was it uh, the compressed air that he did? Like yes. there was some sort of system he created and patented, right? But yeah, so the fridge. Thank you. I'm so thankful. How do you say thank you in uh, in Australian? Thank ta. you. Ta. You say ta. Ta. I just yeah. Ta mate. Ta. You know, there's a lot of sheep. Yep. And fences. <laughs> You've said and a long fence. Yep. To protect him. You know what else? There's lots of kangaroos. Yep. There's more than 40 million kangaroos. That's a lot of kangaroos. That's more than people. How many kilometers is that? That's at least tw- 25 million people. <laughs> there are 25 million people. There's 40 million kangaroos and 60 different types of kangaroo. Do you guys think kangaroos are cool? Would you really like to see one like out in the wild? I, I would be afraid it would kick me. I am definitely one of those that would think it was majestic if I was in a car or something like that, but you know, hopping alongside me like dolphins in the sea. It's, I, I was it, cool with it until I saw Kangaroo Jack and then I was out. It's weird how used to them you get. And in fact, many people in the country areas hate them mm-hmm. because kangaroos, much like deer, get in the road and can really mess with your car. Yeah. So a lot of people, they have giant reinforced bars called rhubars in the front of their ute. Kangaroo bars? Rhubars. So I saw a video the other day, it was a while back, but mm-hmm. a, a guy was like parachuting into an area yeah. and there's a kangaroo there. And when he landed, the kangaroo just started pouncing and like punching at him. Yep. And I was like, what the heck? He didn't even do anything. Right. The, the jerks, the, the big reds, fight. big reds are like six feet tall. They can fight. Boo. That's insane. That scares me. Yeah, it should. What's the best sound from down under? Was that your lead in? <laughs> 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 I almost want Joel to go first with this one. I'm not sure if he's going with the obvious choice because I went with the least Obvious choice, but it's the right choice. It's this. This is in excess, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, crikey. They're Australian. Michael Hutchins. Beautiful vocals. Oh, yeah. Need You Tonight by In Excess. I think that's the best Australian sound. We don't, we don't have a category for Australian band. Well, and that was kind of, this was kind of a catch-all. It could be yeah. anything. Yeah. So, but in excess is it's one of those bands that maybe people don't know, maybe people don't care that they're Australian, but they were so iconic in the 80s and 90s. Need You Tonight was their first song to hit number one on Billboard's Hot 100. This is from their 1987 album Kick and written by Michael Hutchins and Andrew Ferris. I think it's just a beautiful sound and it's so iconic. It is. So, Joel, what do you have? Well, Kent, I had this. 
<laughs> not only the same band, not same only the same song, the same queued up we, moment. We cut out the first 20 seconds of this song just to play that same moment. Yes, how did that happen? <laughs> I was gonna pick, we're both trying to be funny here. I was going to pick Kylie Minogue. Oh, I can't get you out of my head. Well, just her la, voice. La, I love her voice. Yeah. Like from, from when she did Locomotion back in the day. Absolutely. To, to yeah, uh, uh, all those songs. Yeah, I love a bunch of her songs, and she was very popular in Europe too. Yeah. So and just strikingly beautiful. But <laughs> Kylie Minogue, amazing. Yeah, she's great. But I, I picked in excess because I was shocked that they were Australian. Oh, just now? Yes, for this really? okay. for the show. I, I I assumed they were British or something. But sure. the fact they were Australian, I was like, wow, because they had a lot of hits. Yes. Like they formed in Sydney, New South Wales, in 1977 as the Ferris Brothers because there are a bunch of brothers in their name Ferris. Mm-hmm. And then they changed their name to NXS because it sounded cool. And they it was inspired by the English band XTC and Australian jam makers IXL. Yeah. And so I was shocked when I found out they were Australian. And I was like, wow, they definitely deserve to be here because they're a great band. I, I was debating between doing uh, that song. I can't think of the name of it. Devil Inside. Need, need, need you, you tonight. tonight. Oh, yeah. I was, I was debating to do that one or uh, Never Tear Us Apart with that. Oh. Doom, 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 boom, boom, boom. So good. I should have gone with that because at least it would have been a different no, song. No, it was perfect. But Need You Tonight, uh, What You Need, Devil Inside, Never Tear Us Apart, Suicide Blonde, New Sensation. These are all oh. songs that I love. They have sold over 80 million albums worldwide, making them one of Australia's highest selling music acts ever. They're amazing. I was trying to find anyone that was bigger than them like in regard to sales. But apparently Meatloaf sold too many albums over there, and he's not even Australian. What? Yeah. So, yeah. In excess, we agree. Zach, it seems like you have something queued up over there. Yeah. Uh, I, it's a good choice. Um, just a quick shout out for, like, there's uh, honestly a lot of good choices. ACDC. Another one that I, I will honorable mention later, Olivia Newton-John. Yep. Uh, shout out to uh, Jacob, Natalie Ambrugola. Yep. Natalie Ambrugola. Uh, Keith, Keith, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. I didn't know Keith Urban was Australian. Really? Men at Work. Yeah. But here's here's mine, and this is also a, a shout out to a, a buddy of mine on Twitter at Max Dimmy. Uh, randomly, he would just uh, when we worked together, he would just IM me this song or text me this song. Uh, see if you uh, can recognize where this is from. No bells. No. Oh, give me give me Man After Midnight. No. Uh, this is Kylie Minogue. That, that was going to say, oh, it sounds like okay. Kylie Minogue. Yes. Uh, step back in time. This is in At World's End. Oh. The, the other, other Cornhead Out Trilogy movie. Yeah. When they go into like the, the club, they're all dressed like schoolgirls and uh, dancing to this song. Okay. It is a weird music video. It's a weird song. Wait, 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 wait. None of us chose... <laughs> no. It's we didn't sound, go with the didgeridoo. We all went with bands or artists. <laughs> I feel like we broke the rules. No. no. That's no. why we made it generic so we could do whatever we wanted. Love it. it was it was gonna be either a singer. Yeah. When she started singing though, I did recognize Kelly Minogue's voice when she started singing there. Kelly Minogue out. is awesome. She is. You know what else is awesome? <laughs> Sheep. Kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, we talked about yep. them. Sure. Yep. Fence. Do Sheep. You know? Kangaroo. They fe- are what featured else do I need to buy the, to build this road. They're featured on the country's coat of arms along with the emu because uh, neither one of those animals can walk backwards. That signals what? For, that signals forward thinking, or a ca- incapability. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't walk backwards. They can't look back, man. Also, they eat both of those things as well. 
which is a little weird. No, no. Can they, you imagine? Zach, Zach, they don't. They, they don't, do. They don't. They, eat they do. No, they don't. They, they eat them. They eat emu. They're, they're, they're dog meat, essentially. They eat them. Emu, emu too? I, think. No, I know, I know kangaroo. kangaroo. Okay. I have eaten kangaroo, and it's not good. No, I can't imagine. It is not good. It's basically dog meat. But can you imagine eating an eagle? Well, no, it's a, it's gi- basically a giant ostrich. Ew. That's, that's an emu. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, and by like, the way, no, like, they on our flag, I almost right? ran a few over. Coat of Which arms. is ridiculous when an ostrich is in front of you and you're driving in the outback. Super scary. No, the main fun fact is they can't walk backwards, so that's why they're on the coat of arms. <laughs> What's a location you'd like to visit? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that kind of fits in the theme because there's a place called Kangaroo Island in Australia. Kangaroo Island. I can't wait to go there and see little kangaroos running around doing errands and behind the cash register and driving cars. Oh, wait, no, that's not what it is at all. Kangaroo Island is one of the most popular tourist destinations, apparently, in Australia. Because I was looking around. I was like, you know, Sydney Opera House, I want to go there just because I see it everywhere. But I looked at kind of the touristy places. Having been there, it's not super great. But still, it's a really bad neighborhood as well. But it's something to see because you saw yes, a whole bunch of... You see it across the bay San and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. But Kangaroo Island is also known as Carta Pintinga. I don't know how to say it. Sure. Island of the Dead is also what they call it. What? Because apparently it used to be, uh, it was it was habitated years ago by the Aboriginal people, and then they have like remnants of when they used to be there, but then they all abandoned it. Yeah, and uh, it is uh, Australia's third largest island after Tasmania and Melville Island, and it's a nature preserve. And so they have kind of what part of Australia is this at? South Australia. It's down there, and it's one of the most popular attractions, attracting one hundred and forty thousand visitors per year. And it's kind of cool because they have like. Uh, like sea lions you can go see there and you can go see penguins and you can go see these formations of cool rocks with these walking trails they have caves they have sand dunes they have a lagoon they have a raptor domain which is just birds oh okay it's not as I got cool scared as reptiles i wouldn't be surprised if they had dinosaurs down there and they have and they have uh, probably and they have uh, scuba diving but also there's a history with that because a lot of ships have shipwrecked around this area. Oh, cool. And you can scuba oh. dive around these uh, Joel submechanicophobia. I know. But at the same time, there's something fascinating about that. Yeah. So I chose Kangaroo Island because, hey, everyone else seems to like it. And I might get to see a kangaroo drive a car. I don't know. <laughs> kangaroo Island. It's not Zootopia, Joel. Anything can happen on Kangaroo Island. <laughs> Try everything. I went with the cliche one. I'm going with the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kent. What? Oh, no. I totally understand. Sharks. Here's the thing. Sharks. Jellyfish. Yeah. Oh, the box jellyfish. Anything that can kill you. One is of the, the most. Uh, yeah, they're all there. there. The, uh, there's uh, stonefish that are in the water. That yep. If you step on them, their spines will uh, like inject you and make your heart stop. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I, I love snorkeling more than anything. So I would snorkel. I've scuba dived once and I said I'd never go again. I would do it for the Great Barrier Reef. Coral is sharp, man. Oh, and it will poison you. Yeah. Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Yep. Except for the people there. It's like, cool, you know, on your way. <laughs> but no, the Great Barrier Reef would be so cool. And it's uh, right off of uh, Port Douglas, which also has Daintree Rainforest. It, it, it's in Queensland. Like, if I were to go back and visit, Queensland would be my, the first place I would go. Okay. But yeah, just to maybe scuba dive Queensland for like... on the East Coast? Yes. Okay. Maybe to scuba dive for like a half hour. Honestly, if I saw a saltwater croc or a uh, great white shark. Yeah, there, there are crocodiles... That can be in the sea. Oh, and by the way, they're huge. Mm. 15 feet long. <laughs> and great white sharks. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, I, I think I'd still risk it. I think just to say, I oh, I've been to Great Barrier Reef. Super cool. I, I want to do it for bragging, and I'm willing to risk my life, I guess. <laughs> Zach, do you have a fun fact? That stuff doesn't happen on Kangaroo Island. You know, there's a lot of sheep. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and, there's, and there's a lot of kangaroos. Sure. Yep. Yep. You know, it also has 20 of the world's 25 deadliest snakes yep. in Australia. Yes. So that leads me into my next category, which is scariest animal. Because there are a lot of scary animals there's in there. There's a lot. All right. So you, I, I, and I want to kind of break those down because I feel like this should be the entire show of the world's deadliest animals are mostly in Australia. Yeah. Because like the sharks, there's 180 species in Australia, but only about 1.5 fatalities per year. Sure. There are snakes. There's 140 species. I one, hate to be that 0.5. <laughs> right? It, they just eat half. Scared it's fine. You choose which half. The snakes, there's 100 uh, venomous species there. And like you said, more than half, like five of the 10 most deadly snakes are in Australia. The spiders. 20. 21 of the 25. Yeah. Mercy, the spiders are terrifying. They have huntsman spiders there, which are not venomous, but they're like wolf spiders, but they're the size of your hand. Mm -hmm. And they jump six feet and have Hmm. on me. Horrible. Uh, Saltwater crocs. But I think the scariest animal, even though I'm terrified, is man. (laughs) Oh, no. It's not one of those uh, animal planet specials. (laughs) Ah, this just became Wally. The scariest animal is a magpie. A magpie. A magpie. Can't we have magpies here? No, we don't. Remember how we talked about I'm flies? I'm pretty sure we do. Remember, so, so Satan was like, uh, how can I punish <laughs> these prisoners in Australia? I want you to say Satan with your hillbilly accent, but with an Australian accent. Satan. <laughs> nope, still, still Southern. Same. But the, the flies are horrible. The magpies are punishing. So during spring in Australia... Families have to stay away from city parks, and city parks are everywhere in Australia. It's actually really cool. There's parks everywhere. And so families have to stay away from them for months at a time because if a person comes within 200 feet of a nest, the magpies will attack you. And I think we've all seen the viral videos of the magpies like chasing a kid on a scooter down the street. Have you not seen these? I don't know if I've seen that. Look it up. You'll find it. And what they do is, Joel, like imagine you're riding a bike through a park, which we did every single day, and you're wearing a helmet. I had an orange helmet. Nice. And then all of a sudden, and by the way, when I first got there, I was riding my bike with a guy and he was supposed to show me around and he did not warn me about the magpies. He thought it'd be really funny. And so we're riding through the park and then all of a sudden, I, it felt like a rock hit me in the back of the helmet, like right on the back. And I, I was like shaking. I almost fell off my bike and I'm like, what, what just happened? He's laughing. He's like, oh, those are the magpies. Every single time. They just dive bomb you? They dive bomb you. People have died, and children have died, because usually people will, like, swerved out of the way and fallen down, hit trees, you name it, because they're generally not going to kill you. People have been blinded from magpies diving right Ah, into your eyes. Don't say that. There was one aggressive magpie that terrorized a Sydney street for three years and had to be shot, because for three years... Most magpies should be shot. Well, they should. No, these are horrible animals, and granted... But it's the same bird we have here, just with a bad temper there? Yes, a horribly bad temper. Very territorial. Okay. They're horrible. They're horrible birds That does... You've sold it. Yeah. I mean, because like sharks, you have to go in the Great Barrier Reef, right? Those jellyfish, you have to go swimming. Spiders will find you, and they did. But the magpies, you go to a park, and you're going to be punished when it's like a great time of year to go to the park. Joel, what do you got? So, I mean, we've kind of already covered this. You you stole my thunder from down under. But... Ladies. It's... (laughs) Australia is is home to every single species of shark that's caused fatal, unprovoked bites on humans. Yeah. 21 out of 25 most deadly snakes. You already talked about the stonefish, the most venomous fish in the world. Crazy. In Australia. Tasmanian devils have one of the strongest bites in the animal kingdom. The world's most venomous spider, the, the, the Sydney funnel web, yeah. is there. Oh, they're horrifying. Say, say, it. say the one that you're most afraid of. 
But the one I'm most afraid of, and you yeah. already you yeah. already yeah. stole it, it, it's the Huntsman Spider. Ugh. Oh, it is? Because those things are jerks. <laughs> They're jerks, Kent. I was oh, I up, know this. I, I, I was looking up, and they, th- they seem to enjoy scary no, humans. Do. Absolutely. They say they, they hide behind curtains, yeah. and then when you open them, they'll jump out at you. They will hide uh, under the, the sun visor in your uh-huh. car. When you pull it down, they'll jump out this at you. This one time, we were we parked our bikes in, in the back of our apartment or our flat, and we there was like a little uh, pillar thing that we had to walk through and a huntsman was waiting there for us and jumped right on our chest. Ah, Yeah. They say that they come out of the dashboard while people are driving and cause accidents. Yeah. Like these spiders. And and they're six inches. They're jerks. Yeah. They're jerks. And they're horrifying. They look very scary. And really, they don't usually bite. No. And they don't, their, their venom is not deadly to humans. It can cause some irritation. You put an ice pack on it, you'll be fine. But holy cow, just watching some of the, like, I didn't watch a video. I saw, I've seen some videos, but just doing the research and seeing these yeah. spiders, I was getting just, ugh, No, I told you the story. There was this one time because there's, they have like a black widows, but they call them red backs. Yeah. They have the red on the back of them. Yeah. yeah. There's a spider that at the time, because remember how, you know, you go on a mission that you tell each other tall tales and maybe I think people believe this, but there's a white tailed spider. It looks like a hobo spider, just really long. It's said to have have uh, flesh eating uh, bacteria right. if it bites you. Yeah. It doesn't really. I'm it'll totally, just cause. I'm totally rubbing my arms it, right now. It will cause like, uh, swelling in a rash. <clears throat> well, one time there was one in our tiny, tiny flat, and I was like, "Dude, there's a white tail spider. There's a white tail spider. We gotta kill it right now." I got handed a fly swatter, so I swatted it boom on the couch. It's like dead, and I lifted the fly swatter, and it ran between the couch. Ah! And I go, "Oh no!" And I tore up the room. Oh no! If I don't find this thing and smash it, it's gonna come get me. It's no. You know. We had a bunk bed. I slept on the bottom bunk, and I'm like, I'm dead. So we go to bed. And you'd seen arachnophobia no. at this point yeah, in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not usually afraid of spiders unless they're here in the bacon cave. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I. So I woke up that morning, and by the way, I'm like, please bless that spiders and come get me. Whatever. I woke up, about to take a shower, look in the mirror, kind of wiping the crusties out of my eyes, and I look half of my bottom lip was swollen like a giant goose egg. Oh, no. And I started almost crying. And I said, please bless. Please bless my face doesn't wither away due to this flesh-eating bacteria. And I was like, I seriously was like... You think it was that spider getting revenge? Oh, 100%. 100%. This thing knew. <laughs> Australia knows. And it wants to kill you. Okay? This thing came after me. And for two days, I had a swollen lip. Thankfully, my lip's still there. It's all right. You know, whatever. <laughs> Bottom lips, good feature, but like I thought I was a dead man where I was looking to have this cavity for a mouth. Did you call like the mission office and be like, am I going to die? I may have said a lot of prayers and you know, all that. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very poisonous. You know, uh, jellyfish freak me out, man. Me too. Mm -hmm. They freak me out. That was on there too. And so the box jellyfish, I think has already been mentioned. Oh, and heart failure. If they sting you, you'll die. You'll drown after heart failure. You're done. But I mean... A regular jellyfish just freaks me out. So yeah. the fact that these are deadly. Because they're like brainless and they will kill you. That's so strange. Hmm. You know what else Australia has a lot of? What? <laughs> Sheep kangaroos. Sheep. There's fences. Kangaroos. And, and Kilometers. Forward facing emus. <laughs> and yep. fences. Yep. All good things. You know what else? Camels. There are so many wild camels in the center of Australia what? that they're considered like an, invas- an invasion. Are they, you sure these aren't just like hunched over kangaroos? They, they export them. <laughs> bad posture. They export the camels to Saudi Arabia. What? Yep. That seems wrong. Yep. There's so, so many camels in Australia. Bonza. They export them. 
Speaking of camels. <laughs> really? I, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, yeah. Let's do loveliest Sheila. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, bad segue. Let's do toughest bloke. Okay, that's better. Slightly. <laughs> so toughest bloke, there's a lot of people I could have picked. Thor, Chris Hemsworth. I could have Is he Nick. really tough or does he just work out? He's strong. He He's has strong. a personal trainer. Yeah. Uh, right. I could have Mel Gibson as well because he just seems like he could really get in a scuffle and, and survive. Uh, yep. uh, I mean, his career has. <laughs> but in the end, I went with Hugh Jackman. Ah, yeah. Because Hugh Michael really? Jackman, born uh, 12th of October, Mr. Showtunes. in Sydney, New South Wales. He's like a walking knit sweater with muscles. No, but the problem, here's not the problem. The, the thing, the reason I chose him is. I'd wear it. I remember when he was cast. Me too. I remember when Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I remember when Hugh Jackson was cast as Wolverine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's not Wolverine. Right. He's not Wolverine. Wolverine is short and stocky. This guy well, doesn't no look one tough. knew who Hugh Jackman was. Yeah, I'm like, this time. guy is not tough. Right. And throughout the course of his film career, where he played, he's he's played him for how many years? Like 20, 17 years he played yeah. Wolverine, Logan. But I would totally bought into it now where I would not mess with the guy. And it takes it takes a tough guy to play Wolverine. But I think it takes an even tougher guy to sing and tap dance. Good point. And still maintain that tough guy no, image. No, it's true. So he's doing Wolverine, and then he's over there doing Oklahoma, and he goes back to Wolverine. You're like, I totally believe this. I'm not going to make fun of this guy because he's going to kill me. I feel like Hugh Jackman is like, if a chinchilla had abs. <laughs> <laughs> just He just seems so sweet. He, he is does. so sweet. And he's, I was going to say, he, he is... He's, <laughs> <laughs> he actually went to school and like got a, a bachelor's in communications in the, in the University of Technology, Sydney. He was getting ready to graduate and he had an extra credit. And so he said, I'll just take a, a theater, a drama course. Yeah. And he went, I felt more at home with them in those, that little time than I did my entire time at school. Started to love theater. Uh, he got a job right after this uh, a TV show called uh, Corelli, which was a 10-part drama series on ABC. And he met his future wife, Deborah Lee Furness. Who then they've been married ever since, and yeah. it's a cute story. Those two, I like seeing. Is that, that his real name? Huge Ackman. Hugh. Huge. Hugh Ackman. Huge Ackman. Hugh Michael Jackman, and I think he's the toughest bloke. He's like if a feather pillow could snap a thigh master in half. Yeah. He's, I look. He's gentle. <laughs> he's is that we know how you feel about <laughs> gentle Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> look, here's the thing. I was thinking Chris Hemsworth because he's ripped, right? Yes. But if you put any of these people in front of a crocodile, yeah. they are running away. Steve yeah. Irwin. Yes. Steve and Irwin. Crikey. The stereotypical choice, right? But he legitimately is this great man who did so many amazing things and is the toughest maybe man on the planet. I right? always thought he was absolutely insane because he'd get up there and be like, oh, yeah, it's a cute little animal. Yeah. Let's go poke it. And it's like a shark. A shark. So born 1962, tragically died 2006. It is so sad that it my kids the didn't saddest like thing. know the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for us, and Zach, you were probably of the age. Oh, totally. I where love, that was oh, love that it. was it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like watched, the, the show Crocodile Hunter. Watched the Crocodile probably Hunter a, thing, right? a lot. I've, I've watched videos since. I follow um, his son, Robert, on uh, yeah. social media. We play a game at QuickWits called Crocodile Hunter where you, you put the Crocodile Hunter in normal everyday situations and like act like him. Yeah. And when he tragically passed away, we retired it for a bit. But even today, when we play that game, people love it. Of course. People enjoy it because he's well, such an iconic person. It's funny because like, so I have this friend from Australia and I was like, do people there hate the crocodile hunter because it's it's so cliche, right? It's so in your face. Crikey, dingo. Strike a lie. You know, that sort of thing. You know, bite right at you. But he's embraced 
there, right? He did so much good for zoos and for the animals and just for education, environmentalism down there. He seems to be like a good he's, guy, he's, too. He was so loved. And so here's what's crazy about him. He was raised to be the way that he was. He grew up around reptiles his whole life. His dad, Bob, uh, basically was the crocodile hunter, a senior, basically. Ah. And he was the caretaker of... Ah, Mr. Crocodile Hunter. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Please, so, my father is Mr. Crocodile so Hunter. So Steve was the caretaker of a 12-foot python at age six. And then at age nine, he was over all the crocodiles. And that's when he wrestled his first croc. My nine gosh. years old. Good heavens. 29 years old. What am I doing with my parenting? <laughs> My kids couldn't wrestle a crocodile. Yeah. Don't hold him in front of a crocodile, maybe. But yeah, 29 years old, he took over Australia Zoo. Uh, he's also a trained mixed martial artist, so I still think he could probably beat Chris Hemsworth or Hugh Ackman in a fight. So Steve Irwin, legend. I think it's a great pick, Ken. Yeah. He's a tough bloke. You could visit a new beach every day. A new beach. That's what you said, right? A new okay. beach. N-E-U-W. Okay. Yeah. In Australia every day for 29 years. Wow. There's what? Over, there's over 10,000 beaches. What, they divided in like quarter, little little slivers of land? Absolutely. Huh. With with uh, electric fences <laughs> to keep the keep spiders the away. Those don't keep spiders away. Oh, dingo fence. Dingo fence. That's right. How about, uh, who's the loveliest, Sheila? <laughs> so I went with Miranda Kerr. Wow, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, Miranda Kerr really? to me is one of the most gorgeous women. I'm not saying she's not, beautiful. You're not I'm just, wrong. No, I, there's there's an obvious choice here, but I was thinking if I have my choice of you a lovely the hipster Sheila, Sheila. Yeah, it would be Miranda Kerr. She is 39 years old. Rose to prominence in 2007 as a Victoria's Secret angel. I never knew anything about that at all. <laughs> so uh, she married Orlando Bloom, and they got divorced. And she's since been married to the CEO of Snapchat. So maybe she's a little bit out of my league. I don't know. But maybe. yeah, born and raised in New South Wales. I do have an honorable mention, but maybe Joel will give it. But Miranda Kerr, oh, I, I have think a lot of honorable mentions. Is stunning. Actually, please, I'm going to agree with every single honorable mention. T- so, Tony, Joel, what do you got? Tony Collette. Well, there, there's something. Tony Collette. There's something in the water. <laughs> in Australia, there's something in the water because you get people like you get lovely ladies like Rose Byrne. Oh, mercy. Isla, Rose Isla Byrne. Fisher. Yvonne, I'm surprised Isla's not your number one. Isla Fisher. I know. Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, Naomi yep. Watts. Uh, yeah. Naomi Watts. Yeah. Teresa Palmer. Yeah. And and then of course. My pick, Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Margot Robbie sale. Uh, it drives me nuts, by the way, that Rebel Wilson is like super close to my age. And then Margot Robbie is like super close to Zach's age because she was born 2nd of July, 1990 in Dalby, Queensland. Oh, yeah. Super to close. a sugarcane tycoon and a psycho, uh, uh, not a psychotherapist, a physiotherapist. She was raised in Queensland and uh, she enrolled in circus school. Or her mom enrolled her in circus school. She was very good at the trapeze. She received a certificate at the age of eight. And then at, as a teenager, she worked three jobs simultaneously. She tended a bar, she cleaned houses, and she worked at Subway. Wow. She was a Subway sandwich artist. She's a ripe beaut. Uh, and then she began her acting. This is so offensive. It is. <laughs> people have be- turned off this episode. <laughs> don't even know a thing about Australia. 42 people. Uh, yes. Uh, but she began her career on the, neighbor- on the television series Neighbors. Still going, by the way. Which I, th- There's tons of soaps in Australia. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. Like soap operas are all over the place. Uh, but she made her debut in About Time in 2013. Yep. That was her feature film debut. And in our dreams. And yes, she's amazing in that movie. She's she's. I, I love her, obviously. I think it's a great choice. But it, to me, there is the Jamie Presley, Margot Robbie sort of Pokemon evolution thing going on there. <laughs> it's like Samaro, It's like Jamie Presley, Samara Weaving, and then Margot Robbie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. get it. 
But and also, I, I think she's made a lot of good film choices as well with like Itania. Yeah. She did a fantastic job in that. Yeah, uh, fantastic I, actress. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good at acting too. But I, there's something in the water in Australia because when I started looking up the list of, of, of uh, so, attractive Australian actors, I, I was like, holy cow. I think it's funny that Canada were like, they're real funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we're like, they're super hot. Yeah. 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 We're sure Ryan Reynolds is not Australian because. No. Okay. Definitely Canadian. Um, there's something in the water. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's the segue. But, but there's nothing on the land, at least in the way of volcanoes, because Australia is the only continent in the world without an active <laughs> volcano. Wow. <laughs> Although there are volcano formations, just not active ones. Yeah. I found that. There, out. Yep. Yeah. That's that's it. <laughs> How are you going to lead in our next category with that fact, Zach? It was a strange fact. You know what else is strange? Slang and nicknames. <laughs> What's your strangest nickname or slang term? Do you have a couple different choices for slang terms that yeah, we may not be I mean, familiar I, with? I, I threw out like ankle bita. And it's bud, a child. A budgie smuggler. So, so here's what's funny is I would try to explain this to people and I'd be like, so in Australia, they try to shorten every name. For example, Zachary. I mean, yeah, we could call you Zach, but you'd probably be like Zacko, right? Even though that's longer than Zach. Yeah. Joey, obviously. Yeah. I, I'd probably be Keno. You know, that's uh, obviously not just Dunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joel. But like McDonald's is Macca's. Uh, afternoon is Arvo. They, even Australia is Straya. Straya, yeah. Ch- Chalky Bicky is a chocolate biscuit. A liquor store is a bottle o. Christmas presents is Chrissy Prezzies. A bludger is a lazy person. It sounds Sh- like Tom from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, a shark biscuit is kids at the beach. What, a shark biscuit? They call them shark biscuits. Oh, no. Kids at the beach. Oh, God. So they, they have <laughs> slang really for good. everything. And it isn't just to shorten everything. And I used to be like, oh, they're so lazy with their speech because they speak faster than we do. They actually make fun of Americans because we speak slower. Kind of like how we make fun of Canadians a little bit. We do? Yeah. Well, we did. No, we didn't. We still have listeners in Canada. <laughs> but what they're going for is it's more colloquial. Uh, that's a hard word to say. Is It's, it's more casual. It, it's a way to be relaxed and relatable. So, Joel, what is your slang term or your slang nickname? Thunder down under. <laughs> well, so they call ACDC, which is an Australian band. It's, it's the Scottish-born brothers, but they were they formed in Australia. Right. They, ACDC. They call it Akadaka. Yeah. That is not less syllables than ACDC. It's the exact same amount of syllables. You can say it faster. But Akadaka. why would you say Akadaka? I don't understand it. <laughs> but uh, so ACDC, they got their name from a sewing machine. They yeah. saw it on a sewing machine. Thought, ah, that's pretty cool. They've sold more than 200 million records worldwide. And they are the ninth selling heart- highest artist in the United States. And 16th best selling overall. They are a powerhouse. And I didn't know they were Australian, honestly. Yeah. They were formed in Sydney, though, in 1973, and they're a great band, a great rock band. But Akadaka? Akadaka. Why Akadaka? I could not find why Akadaka. They just love it. That doesn't make any sense. They, they know you're in if you say Akadaka. There we go. Hmm. I went with a few, like, for example, like Bogan or Yabo is just like making fun of thugs, kids that are up to no good. Huh. Uh, like Bogan would be like a redneck or something like that. But the nickname that I'm taking personal offense at and I dealt with this for two years, uh, and I'm going to deal with it for the budgie rest smuggler. of my life. <laughs> it's Budgie Smuggler. Yep. It's Dunny. Dunny. Listen, I don't get it. Explain what Dunny is, Ken. And look, I, I just had to accept that people have said, hey, Elder Dunny. And I'd be like, I know that you really think I'm a nice person, and you just, I'm in it's on the joke. It's just a word. 
Uh, which the, a word that was featured on an entire uh, segment of Bluey <laughs> oh, that I watched on Monday. Great. My, my kids said uh, that they weren't supposed to say it. Like in the show, they tell in them. In the, the show, they not. say you, you, uh, you can't say it because the queen doesn't say it. So a dunny is traditionally an outhouse. Yes. Well, it's from the British dialect dunnikin, meaning earth closet. But they, they use it to, for dunny. The dunny takes care of the, the dunny man comes and takes care of the dunny. It's the outhouse, but now they'll just say it's the toilet. The dunny is the toilet. Yes. When she, she says, the mom says on the episode, you, you have to go to the toilet. Don't call it the dunny. And the yeah. dad's like, it's a dunny. Yeah. And he, he won't, she, like, they won't let it go. Yeah. But you're not allowed to say it around the queen. So, yeah. It's a whole thing. Can't I have done. a little bit of Dunny PTSD. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Actual Dunny PTSD? Yes, that too. <laughs> You know, there was a special word invented in Australia back in 2002. Budgie smuggler? Uh, and it goes right along with what you were saying, Kent. The word selfie came from Australia. Wow. In 2002. Well, now Kent's all in. So yeah. a, guy was, a guy was posting on a website, and he had been out and had a fun night uh, partying and being rambunctious. And then he uh, posted on there, um, sorry about the focus. It was a selfie. It makes total sense. In 2002. And then wow. it caught on in around, you know, 2012, 2013. But it came from Australia. And again, based on what you said of everything they, they do as, as far as, uh, you know, Kinda nicknames and slang goes. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Selfie. And now it's, you know, ubiquitous. Speaking of ubiquity, <laughs> who should have won an Academy Award? That doesn't. That's nothing. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> it works. So I went with Tony Collette. She hasn't won. As did I. You did? Okay, great. She because, hasn't? Because Nicole nope. Kidman Nicole what? Kidman has an Oscar. She has. Mel yeah. Gibson has an Oscar. Yeah. Kate Blanchett has an uh, Oscar. A few. Tony Collette does not have an so Oscar. So she was nominated. I'm, I'm shocked. A Best Supporting Actress for The Sixth Sense. That's back the in only time. Only Academy Award nomination. So here, here's a couple of movies. Muriel's Wedding, which not really Academy Award worthy, but, but that was really her likeable, no, right? That was a breakthrough well role. Uh, about a boy. And by the way, she also kind of plays a troubled mom. <laughs> so Usually, yeah. About a boy, Little Miss Sunshine, The Way Way Back. But here's Krampus. The, Krampus. Here's the weird thing. The one she deserved it for was hereditary. Was hereditary. Yeah. And it's there weird. A, there was no chance. There was no chance because the Academy Awards do, does not celebrate horror films. No, but, but if there's yeah. a role where she just sunk herself into yeah, it, I've it's heard. hereditary. Well, and I feel like I was so shocked to find out she was Australian back in the day. Sure. Yeah. Because she played that kind of uh, Philadelphia mom she does. so well. In Sixth Sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeing her in About a Boy, she was British. And she's a chameleon. Honestly, yeah. she she disappears in the United States roles. of Terra. Did you ever watch that? No, but she got a Golden Globe for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she uh, knives out. She was like, she's always a joy to watch. She is. And she's so much fun to watch, and she just doesn't get the credit that she deserves because nope. she's a fantastic, fantastic actor. Totally. And, and the thing is, she's also like a triple threat kind of thing because she knows how to sing. She, her performance, like when she was going to school, she did like singing and dancing as part of it. She was she wanted to be in musicals. So she can do that as well. I don't know if we've ever seen her do that in a movie. No. Yet. But I think we're going to. Uh, but she, she lost, by the way, the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress to Angelina Jolie and Girl Interrupted. Oh. Uh, and I was like, eh. You don't like that movie? That's right. It's, of, yeah. it's, it's of its time. She's done. Six Sense or Girl Interrupted? It's true. Yeah. She's done good. drama. She's done comedy. She's done horror. She's even done action. She is so much fun to watch on the screen. And she just has not got that. Aspect. So weird. I don't know why. So we both agree on that one. So we've, we've talked about a lot of dangerous things in Australia, right? Spiders, snakes, yeah. Tony Collette, sheep, Yvonne Sahosky. You know what else is super dangerous? The sun. 
Oh, yeah. Australia has the highest risk of skin cancer in the world. Two in three Australians will be diagnosed with skin cancer by the time they're 70 years old. Hugh Jackman recently uh, had a, a mole removed from his nose, I think it was, or like a cancerous mole or something mm. like that. So of all the things that can kill you in Australia, the sun. Yeah, everything wants to kill you. Yep. Who knew the sun w- was Australian? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what else are you surprised is Australian? <laughs> That's what you're going with. So the category, the category is wait, they're Australian, right? So yep. the sun, <laughs> the celestial body known as the sun that we revolve on, but also Sunno. what celebrity might be Australian that you would be surprised about <laughs> there. And I was, I was shocked by a lot of these being like, oh, they're Australian. What? They're Australian. Yeah, for sure. But, and I, and I honorable mentions here. Uh, I don't know. I still can't stand it from another again, but, uh, Heath Ledger, Kate yeah. Blanchett, Guy Pierce, Joel Edgerton, Iggy Azalea. These are all Australian yeah. people that I was, most of my knew, but a couple I was like, oh, really? Yeah. But the one I actually was shocked about was Amanda Lee Rogers, otherwise known as Portia de Rossi. Oh, yeah. Really? Lin- Lindsay. Lindsay Bluth from Arrested Development is Australian. Yeah. I mean, she was also uh, Nellie Porter on Ally McBeal. You might know her as Veronica Palmer from Better Off Ted, if you watch that show. Oh, yeah. But I didn't believe it at first. I was like, well, she must have been like, you know, American and then lived there for a bit. Mm -hmm. But no, she was born in uh, Horsham, Victoria, Australia, 1973. And she grew up in Grovedale in Victoria. uh, And she went to a grammar school there. But and I, I saw this old commercial of her doing a chicken restaurant and she has an Australian accent. It was so bizarre to see because then once she moved here to the United States and kind of reinvented herself as yeah. Portia de Rossi, changed her name. She also worked very hard to drop her Australian accent. And to this oh. day, like when she does interviews, she still has her American really? accent. But she's Australian. Uh, by the way, Victoria is kind of like the Alpine of Australia. Oh, oh. yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. Fancy. A suburb, they, no, of, they, a suburb of Utah. They think <laughs> they're fancy. There's like a whole state of Australia. Yeah. All right, Kent. Tigo Weaving. Which, uh, okay, so is he Australian or is he British? He's not so from Australia. born in Nigeria. Yeah. But very early into his life, his parents took him to Australia where he's right. resided throughout his career. I always think he's like British because he looks like an well, evil his, Brit. His if you don't know who Hugo, Hugo Weaving yeah. is, Mr. Smith. Agent Smith. Yeah. Mr. Smith. <laughs> Agent Smith. He's earned that agent title. Elrond. Yeah. Red yeah. Skull. Where you think V. You think maybe he's from New Zealand because of the right. uh, Lord of the Rings reference there. But yeah, he is from Australia. He's an honorary officer of the Order of Australia. He graduated from Sydney's National Institute of Dramatic Art. He's known for his big screen roles like you talked about. Yeah. But he actually he doesn't like them. Like, for example, he voiced Megatron in the Transformers series. Yeah. Has never seen one of the Transformers movies. Good on him. In fact, he's like... Yeah, dink him. He actually is like, you know, I hate that I'm known for this, but, you know, it's a part. But he loves his independent features, but he still does these big roles like Agent Smith that people will never forget him for. Yeah. You know, as, uh, as I was looking at some of the stuff, a surprise for me is that the uh, Bee Gees were formed in Australia. Yeah. What the heck? I mean, the name, Bee Gees, that well, probably no, stands for something they else. Call, they call him Bega Gega down there. <laughs> <laughs> Bega Gega. Aka Daka. You know, there, uh, it, it's been mentioned a little bit, but there's a little bit of a, of a rivalry, right, between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Like a little brother sort of thing. Um, I had an Australian friend explain to me once the difference between Australia and New Zealand accent being like, you say the word pen. Pen, pen is Australian. Pin 
is New Zealand. Well, there's yeah. like a South African, Australian, New Zealand way to say things. Yeah. Slightly different. But there's, I think there's a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a friendly rivalry that happens. Um, like us in Canada. Yeah. Or you know, we pick like colleges, things like that. Well, in 2006, an Australian man tried to sell New Zealand on eBay, <laughs> started the price at like a penny. And then it rose to up to $3,000 before it was shut down. Wow. Australia with every penny. Tried to sell New Zealand. (laughs) All right. Next up, our category is, why don't we have that here? So uh, there are many things that I loved in Australia. Their ice cream is better. Their chocolate is better. Everything is just tastes more rich, right? The cream is better. Why don't you marry it? I Well, I would. But, you know, it's chocolate. Uh, but it, Cadbury is, is quite a big thing down there. But it, everything tastes better. But soda. Like, I, I fell in love with a lemon carbonated beverage known as Lyft. It's a Coca-Cola product. Is it still made? It's still made. Um, and there's kind of this rivalry. served like 30 years ago. Tw- 20 years <laughs> ago. But so this is available in Australia and New Zealand, some parts of Europe. Since the 70s, and they do not have it here. Yes, you can get carbonated lemonade, but it's different. And so there's this rivalry between these soda brands. It's uh, Lyft and Solo, and there's a lemon drink called L&P. And I know Mark Peterson, who's from New L&P? Zealand. It's called L ampersand P. And it's funny, it's just this lemon juice. And on the can, it says, world famous in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I was got a kick out of that. But Lyft is on the site it says it's an australian phenomenon designed for the australian market it's sour it's so refreshing on those 105 degree days Ooh. i love it and if they had it here so celsius or it would be my mountain dew of choice lift lift yeah all right joel kent when you were in australia did you ever have a lamo oh lamington a lamington yeah no absolutely so I'm jealous. Yeah. Because I looked up what a lamington was yep. and I went, why? Why do we not do that? Why That's do we true. not do that? Yeah. It is an Australian cake made from squares of butter cake or sponge cake coated in chocolate and then rolled in dried coconut. Yep. This sounds so good. And sometimes they put like cream or strawberry jam between the halves, which sounded delightful. There's a New Zealand bakery in Midvale that has these. Do they? Yeah. I'm totally going there. I'll bring you some. Please do. Midvale, you say? Okay. Right that, by that, where I went to barber school. That's where Quickwits performs. Yeah. At the Middle Performing well, Arts Center. Yeah. <laughs> but this one apparently was, it was believed to be named after Lord Lamington, uh, who was the governor of Queensland from 1896 to 1901. Some say it was made on purpose. Some say it was made by accident when a, when a cook dropped the cake into chocolate. Oh, okay. But whatever, however it was made, I... Happy just, accident. I want to try this. Yeah. And the 21st of July is, is National Lamington Day in Australia. They're sold at fundraisers. Uh, should we celebrate that here? I think we should. Okay. What day is it? 21st of July. I'll bring them. Oh, my day just got so much better. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. We we're talking names. Apparently, a lot of the names for things are based on politicians in Australia. I don't know why. But uh, Mel- Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne was almost named something else. That's also kind of hard to say. I'll pronounce it incorrectly. It was almost called Batmania. Uh, what? Because they have Tasmania. Yeah, Bat Batmania or Batmania, <laughs> named after politician. Again, saying his name wrong, John Batman. What you know? Was, you know it was Batman or Bateman, probably. Yeah, but uh, it was almost named after him and called Batmania. Oh, that would have been great. Maybe it was Bat- there. Batmania. Just have that on my address. Yeah, darn. 
Darn. Darn, darn indeed. It. They don't say darn over there, by the way. What do they say? No. Mm. Probably something worse. Yep. Friendly. What's their worst export? The thing that they just shouldn't shouldn't have sent out into the world. Let's keep that. Uh, I know this kept too. it to themselves. You already said Rebel Wilson. I did. Three, two, one. Vegemite. Vegemite. Yeah. So, oh, guys. by the way, Seriously? Vegemite. What, what is this? Yeast extract? No, it's not just yeast extract, Kent. So the breweries are making their beer. That yeah. They're keeping it in the cold in the refrigerators they invented. Right. But then they have the sludge that comes off. Literal like sludge. The Danny DeVito and twins <laughs> that comes out, the crap that's left over, that comes out and they say... He's the legend. You know what we should do? We should spread that on some toast. That's what we should do. That'll yeah. make this delicious. If you don't know what Vegemite is, by the way, a thick, dark brown Australian food spread that is made from yeast extract, as yeah. you said. And then they add vegetables and spice additives into it. It was developed in 1922 because they couldn't get Marmite. Yeah. Which, if you don't know the difference between Marmite and Vegemite, you don't really need the difference other than one is has spices and is thicker and the other is yeah. runnier. Vegemite's and, thicker. Yeah. This is like an acquired taste that's right out of like a Charles Dickens novel. That like they're poor and they eat this. Yeah. And a lot of Australians make fun of us because like we generally don't like it here because no. they say we're putting it on too thick on the toast because we're used to like jam or peanut butter or whatever. This is meant to go on really thinly. Yes, like you put butter on and then you put a thin layer and, of... And, and this was the prank that we'd do to every new missionary that we'd have is like, eat this Nutella, because Nutella was new to me back then. Eat this Nutella, it's hazelnut chocolate spread. You're going to love it. And so it's really thick. They take a giant bite and, and it's salty, salt that bitter. sucks every little bit of moisture out of your mouth. Blech. And and I had this rule that I would eat everything that was placed in front of me. A lot of people, like you'd walk by, they'd be like, and by the way, bread is huge. They're like, have a slice of bread and a tomato, slice tomatoes on it. And I was like, and margarine and tomatoes. And I'm like, okay, I hate tomatoes, but that's okay. And then, but a lot of people would be like, here's a slice of uh, bread with Vegemite on it. And I'd have to choke it down. I hate it. And it's I, an acquired taste. A friend of mine, uh, this is way back when, but I remember it, I was, you know, scarred by it. But when I was about a teenager, I, I, a friend of mine was dating this girl who's from Perth, and uh, she had us try this Vegemite, yeah. and I was like, sure, sure, I love new things. And I tried it, and it has scarred me for life. I, yeah. I hated it. I hated it. It was horrible. It's horrible. Horrible. They produce more than 22 million jars per year. We don't need that in the world. We don't want that in the world. Gross. It's disgusting. And by the way, it's banned from uh, Victorian prisons. They don't allow Vegemite in Victorian prisons. Because you can use it to grease the bars and slide through? <laughs> because <laughs> like, it eats through the bars. No, yeah. they use it because it prevents inmates from brewing alcohol using the paste high yeast content. Uh, even though it doesn't even contain live yeast. But, you know, do what you can. Wow. So, yeah. Not, not a big fan of Vegemite. Don't nope. think it belongs anywhere. But it is, by the way, vegan, kosher, and halal. So Wow. Oh. Because it's just yeast. So if you're already not having fun, <laughs> eat Vegemite. It's yeast sludge. So my fun fact on this one uh -huh. is uh, Vegemite was created by yeah. leftover yeast that was ah, used to ah. make beer. That yeah. was uh, yeah. You, I knew you guys were going to mention it, but just in to. case. And he just Vegemite. smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. So our final category is finally upon us. Uh, and we're just going to say, uh, yeah, that totally seems Australian. Yeah. Like you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cliche Australian. Australian. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go first on this one. Leaving a beer for Santa Claus. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the thing. So Australians love, 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 love their beer. Love it. By the way, really quick tangent. Joel, what kind of beer do Australians drink? Foster's. Foster's. No. It's Australian, Australian for beer. beer. That is a lie told to you by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> 
Uh, Australian beer is actually the most popular beers there. And this is when I was there is Victoria Bitter, uh, Carlton Drought as well. But yeah, so Victoria Bitter is like the beer of choice, at least where I was. They hate that we say Foster's is Australian for beer. Uh, Foster's is actually not even brewed in Australia. Where do they get their yeast extract? It's an American lie. But anyway, so Christmas down Australia, Southern Hemisphere, takes place in the Aussie summer. Having spent two Christmases there, it's 105 degrees Fahrenheit, about 39, 40 degrees Celsius. Whatever that means, Zach, try to make sense of that. Uh, it's a 30, 3,100 <laughs> miles. It's, it's really hot, and that is Christmas, and it doesn't feel like Christmas. And even their winters, at least where I was at, was rainy, and that was about it. So it's always hot. So kids will leave a nice, cold beer for Santa. Wow. Very Australian. That seems Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mine, I mean, come on. Please hold. It's the didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. Like this, you hear this, you're automatically like, oh yeah, Australia. Yeah. It just seems Australian. You hear this and it feels Australian. If you don't know what this instrument is, think of a long tube made mm-hmm. of wood that you just kind of blow into and vibrate your lips and make that noise. And they have this continuous droning sound because you're using circular breathing, which is you're kind of really pressing that air out. Yeah while breathing in through your nose, which is pretty difficult to do. It is. So it's anywhere from uh, one to three meters long, three to 10 feet. I did the conversion, Zach. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) 3,000 fence posts. The name didgeridoo is not Aboriginal. It's not part of their Aboriginal language. It's actually an onomatopoeia that other people gave it, as it would do a didgeridoo, a hollow bamboo, kind of a rhyming thing. Wow, okay. Or it made the didgeridoo noise, is what some other earlier things said. But the didgeridoo is a hard instrument to play yeah in that you have to constantly kind of you're using a lot of air to do it but there are at least 45 different names for the didgeridoo including these are kind of native names and i'm going to slaughter these but Can't i'm going to try the garnbach the artawir the pampu kurmur mandapul ipira and nagari Kualap. There we go. I was waiting for him to sound like he was going in reverse like me. (laughs) (laughs) There are recordings of people playing the didgeridoo continuously for more than 50 minutes. Wow. You can find that on Mark Atkins Didgeridoo Concerto, 1994. 50 minutes of didgeridoo. Uh, So relaxing. Yeah. But apparently it helps with sleep apnea if you can play the didgeridoo. It helps your and it helps with asthma, too, according to another study. So if you're playing the didgeridoo... So you sleep with that connected to your face well, no, it's while like, you're sleeping? <laughs> your, poor, your poor spouse next to you has to hear... In fact, uh, and, uh, traditionally, like, women are not supposed to play didgeridoos. And Sexist. Nicole Kidman actually played uh, the didgeridoo on uh, a, a British TV show, I think it was. All right. But uh, people got kind of upset by it because... Traditionally, if a woman plays a didgeridoo, she will be left barren. There's some sort of superstition oh. regarding that. And so it was a whole big scandal there for a bit. So it's just a very interesting instrument. And they, they, they find it by finding tree trunks or woods, things that are hollowed out by termites. I just hear that sound, you think Australia. Yeah. And I think that's, that totally seems Australian. Just that noise, because I've been conditioned by movies. Beer or didgeridoos? What are the two? Yeah. What a weird way to end that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, follow up just my last fun fact. We've talked about a lot of things that can kill you. The sun 
snakes. Yeah. Box jellyfish. Mm. Sheep and kangaroos. Yep. Fences. You know what else kills? Fast food. I had to end on this this uh, fun fact because of a history on bacon sale here. Due to trademark clashes, Burger King in Australia <laughs> is known as Hungry Jacks. Hey, yeah, uh, that was a question once. That was once upon a time. It's in Australia. It is. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> little little inside joke on bacon sale. Yeah. Duda. So there you go. There is our pop culture tour of Australia. We know we did terrible accents, so we know uh, some of the facts we? may not have been completely correct. <laughs> but Definitely did. But uh, we want to hear your thoughts on the categories we gave today. Have you been to Australia? Did you enjoy it? Do you want to tell us about it? Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We want to hear your responses to what we talked about today. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, oh. including, I'm doing the oldies in Australian accent. Oh, please don't. Adam and Rachel Crump, Alicia oh. Bass, oh. Andrew in the Dark. Andrew in the Dark. <laughs> Brayden Winston, Casey Cummings, Loy. Chris Trout, Debbie Foster. Australia for me. No. Glocklin no. <laughs> Daniel, Jake the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Johnny English the Brick, Lady Terry Finley, Rocky and Steph, Ryan and Marley, Scott Sprague, oh, Sean Sanquist, Shannon West, and Sir Madam Hicks. And then we have our Bacon Council. Oh, we go. Look at the Bacon Council. Which What's includes that? Alice and Goal. <laughs> Why do I turn into an answer? Alice bacon, and Goal. Bacon, <laughs> bacon Council member Kyla Baker. Her Royal Highness, Jessica Terry, Josh Hansen, Congrats Nicole on your Sin- wedding, mate. Nicole Sitton in the Sinbin Hale, our favorite couple of the Mansons. Pants. Don't even wear them. <laughs> Stephen, everyone's favorite, Ross, and the one, the only, Chris Anderson. Wow. Well Thank done. Thank you. Thank patrons. patrons. So Evans many bad accents. This is the worst episode. <laughs> Nobody's reached this point. Nope. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me at the QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qdlbcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me at Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Uh, go ahead and like that Facebook page and stop by at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch, some stickers, a shirt, something fun. And then if you like the show, you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can hear about all sorts of things like we're talking about, we're talking about shows, we're talking about trailers, we're talking... All, all sort of stuff. Escape rooms. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, Haru, mate. No, that's not an outro. This is an outro. I've got some comments. True blue, fair dinkum, mate. I'm going to try my best to not do Australian accents as much as possible in this episode. I'll have the Alice Springs chicken and some fairy bread, please. (laughs) Brazil's not my country. Is Australia the opposite of Canada? Yes. Siri, how many is 5,000? Oh, she says a lot. Bluey is the second time in my life where I've, I've assumed the gender of a blue dog. A male blue dog. Oh no! Oh no, Emma! Emma! Cleo! Wow, that's a lot of sheep. Half my answers are Steve Irwin. They are demonic. Okay, I didn't mean to steal your thunder from down under with my oh, list. Oh, that's something else. Oh, oh is it? <laughs>
was the old man grunt necessary? <laughs> he's, he's older. It's Kangaroo Island. It's not Zootopia, Joel. Anything can happen on Kangaroo Island. Try everything. Everything in Australia wants to kill you. Australia <laughs> knows, and it wants to kill you. He's like a walking knit sweater with muscles. I feel like Hugh Jackman is like, if a chinchilla had abs. Kids couldn't wrestle a crocodile. But there's nothing on the land, at least in the way of volcanoes. Can't I have a little bit of Dunny PTSD. Who knew the sun w- was Australian? They, they, call, they call him Bega Gega down there. <laughs> so if you're already not having fun, eat Vegemite. It's all this time and no mention of Rocco's modern life. Nice.